everybody and welcome to this edition of the golden nugget i am of course your host rob gold and as always um we will be discussing football and wrestling of what happened has happened so far uh this week and over the weekend now i haven't seen raw so i don't know what's happened on raw as of yet but that will be posted up on a future episode of this podcast and i just want to start off before we get into the football and wrestling part. So as some of you are aware that the actor who played Chandler Bing and Friends, Matthew Perry, had died over the weekend and that our condolences and thoughts and prayers are sent out to his friends and family over this tragic time. And that uh, may you rest in peace. You will truly missed by the friends community and all those who you have touched throughout your career. And God rest, God rest in peace, rest in peace, Matthew. Um, so on a brighter note, as I say, we will get stuck into the usual festivities on the Golden Nugget. So going through the fixture list from last week, or sorry, the weekends instead of matches, should I say, with my predictions. So the matches that were taking place were Crystal Palace versus Spurs. No, they weren't because that was last week. Or should I know what was it? Was this? Yeah, so Crystal Palace started things off against Spurs on Friday, which we knew about. Um, Chelsea versus Brentford, Arsenal versus Sheffield United, Bournemouth versus Burnley, Wolves versus Newcastle, West Ham versus Everton, Aston Villa versus Luton Town, Brighton Hove Albion versus Fulham. Liverpool versus Nottingham Forest and Manchester United versus Manchester City. So I will go over through the predictions that I had and the results. So prediction, obviously Crystal Palace versus Spurs have finished 2-1. I did have predicted that Spurs would beat Crystal Palace. Um, Chelsea versus Brentford. I did have Chelsea down to beat Brentford, but Brentford won the game 2-0. Arsenal. Uh, to beat Sheffield United, took that one for Arsenal to win, and they won 5-0. Uh, Bournemouth and Burnley was a tighter affair than I thought, but I, um, as I say, I did take a home for a home win, and Bournemouth did win the game two goals to one. Wolverhampton Wanderers against Newcastle United, I took for a draw. It finished a draw, but controversially finished a draw because I felt that Newcastle shouldn't have been awarded their penalty because I thought there was no contact made between the, the Wolves player and the Newcastle player. The Newcastle player looked as if he'd conned the referee, but VAR stood with the referee's decision to not overturn the decision by VAR. And Newcastle scored their penalty and that made it, I think it was 2-1 at the time in Newcastle and that. And then the, the player that was judged to have made the foul for Wolves actually got Wolves as their equaliser. Uh, West Ham versus Everton. 
Again, I honestly thought West Ham would have done a lot better in this game than they did. And that's that's why my prediction was a home win, but this one actually turned out to be an Everton win thanks to Dominic Calvert-Lewin. His 50th Premier League goal for Everton as well. And Aston Villa versus Luton Town. Another convincing win for Aston Villa at home um, against Luton with them winning four goals to one. Brighton versus Fulham. Again, a close affair, which I thought uh, because of some of the players that Brighton have still have out and things like that, I think this has played a, you know, a factor of that as well. And the game finished one apiece. Uh, Liverpool Nottingham Forest. Liverpool took their time to score their first goal, but once they got once they got going, you know, you knew that was going to be it. Uh, Liverpool ran out three nil winners. Um, and on a sore note as well, that Luis Diaz was not a part of the squad for this game. Um, as his family were actually kidnapped in Colombia. Um, now his, his mum has been found and as we record today, um, there still has been no word officially on his dad's whereabouts. And as far as we know that there's also the Colombian police have actually put out um, basically to say if there's anyone that knows uh, and they're basically putting out a, you know, some money for people that if they know anything about it. Um, moving on to the Manchester Derby, where Manchester United versus Manchester City, and a game that I thought would have been a lot closer than what it would have been. Um, again, as I say, there was questionable, was it a debatable penalty? Which, well, on paper it was debatable because, but whenever I seen it back on a replay. There was, to me, there was no question. But the thing about this is the penalty that was given to Manchester City in this game. If you're going to give this kind of a penalty, you're going to ha you should be having penalties nearing up in every single match. Because as a ball played, it was played in. Rodri was held back, and he was. He was. He had the Manchester United player put his arm across Rodri, and Rodri fell to the ground. Was he going to get the ball? probably not because it was too far in front of him even if he was able to get to but what the thing about it was there was a Manchester City player had blocked a Manchester United player from making a run so that there could have always also been a free kick for blocking someone making a run because there's no attempt to play the ball so do you know what I mean it's one of those ones where if it wasn't given you could understand but because it was given you couldn't overturn it because you seen what happened. Now the referee didn't give it straight away as a penalty. He was told to look at it by VAR and they got him to, to go over and to say yes. Now the thing about it was some a similar incident had happened in the second half where Manchester City could have had another penalty, but it wasn't given on this time. And that um whenever Hallam brought down and it looked as if it was a penalty and it wasn't given. So Again, it's the consistency levels with, with referees at the minute and officials um, because the referee never pointed to the spot, VAR never looked at it um, by the looks of things, or if they did, they waved away the protest as well kind of thing. But again, it's just one of those ones where, you know, if the referee, if people are questioning the decision on the pitch, Surely the referee has to be asking VAR why why is it why is it being questioned and VAR need to have a look at that. You know, so people are saying about refs should be mic'd up, like that, that you can act that we can hear them. 
you know, whether it's on the TV or things like that, because it helps with the fans who are watching to see what's actually going on, what they're actually saying. And that rugby do it, rugby do it fine, because it's clear cut why a decision has been given. And that's what you want. You want that clarity. Whereas with football, you don't seem to have that clarity when, you know, because you're not hearing it. Do you know what I mean? Like most of the ones you can see that are clear and obvious. Yes. You know, why does it take like, you know, ten, five, five to 10 seconds for a linesman to put his flag up if he's, if he's like two and a half, three yards offside? Say, put the flag up straight away. Do you know what I mean? But again, it's, a, it's officiating at the moment, the way things are going. But, so moving on. So like I say, from, from those fixtures, a quite respectable seven out of 10 that I got corrected out of, out of those matches. It's not easy predicting some some matches i mean there's been weeks where i've maybe got like maybe two out of ten or three out of ten and things like that for predictions and that but i think that one there has been my best week and um, by far and so going into this weekend's set of fixtures so we have fulham versus manchester united brentford versus west ham burnley versus crystal palace everton versus brighton manchester city versus bournemouth Sheffield United versus Wolves, Newcastle versus Arsenal, Forest versus Aston Villa, Luton versus Liverpool, and Spurs versus Chelsea. So I will run through quickly what my predictions are and, and potential reasons for them. So we have Fulham versus Manchester United as the first game of the weekend. And that, so I've went for a Fulham win. Fulham, as I say, they're they're very inconsistent with results, but so too are Manchester United. Manchester United thought they'd turn a, turned a weak corner by getting a, a result here and there. And that, and then obviously they played Manchester City and got humbled at home. But yet, the Manchester United manager, Eric Tanhag, came out and said that he didn't think that they played all that badly. And that, but yet, they didn't have many shots at goal. They didn't really have much possession throughout the game. But yeah, he said that they didn't play badly. And then he says that they're 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 going to get somewhere. But I don't know. It's I think he's just trying to paper over cracks, if I'm honest with you. Then we've got Brentford versus West Ham. Again, this is another one where you know two quite informish teams from last season. Sort of, and they're both kind of hitting different forms, different patches of form this season. They're not really doing as well as maybe what I thought they would do for, compared to last season, and that. But I think both teams, as I say, they're they're not exactly struggling for goals. But when it comes to these types of matches, these are the types of matches that you need to go out and win. But I feel that this one's going to be a, a draw between Brentford and West Ham, especially after West Ham beat, you know, getting beat by Everton at home. So I think West Ham have something to prove, but I think Brentford will be tough enough to crack, and I think this one will be a draw. Burnley versus Crystal Palace, again, it's too close to call. It, at, at this stage of the season, it's pretty much a six-pointer game, because Burnley need to start winning games, otherwise they will find themselves in dangerous, dangerous position in the table. Which they already are, but because they haven't really picked up too many wins this season so far, they need to start hitting the ground running now. Palace, 
as I say, away from home against Burnley here. Palace, as I say, they didn't play too badly against Spurs at home, but Spur, but Crystal Palace at home are, be are usually better at home than they are away. But against Burnley, I think they've got a chance. Will there be goals? It'll be hard to say. But I can see this one being, it's either going to go one way or the other, as in it's going to be like a, like a, like a one-goal winner, or it'll finish a draw. So I've gone for a draw for this match. Everton versus Brighton Hove Albion. I've took this one for an Everton win. Again, because of the players that Brighton have got out injured. And that is is my reasoning for this. Because Everton, as I say, we've got you know their first eleven is the strongest team that they've got out there at the minute. And that and it's it's starting to click a bit. And, that, and they're starting to find results. Obviously, they got beat by Liverpool a couple of weeks ago in the Merseyside Derby and things like that. But it wasn't the one for trying because they did have chances against Liverpool as well. So, but this one against Brighton at home with the fans behind them, you know, this and this result, if, if Everton do win here, this result could put them up a bit in the table as well. And with Brighton starting to crack a wee bit under the pressure of like, you know, because Brighton have been playing quite well and they are sitting kind of like, you know, you know, occupying, you know, sort of somewhere between sort of, you know, anywhere between sixth and sort of like eighth place at the moment sort of thing. So you're kind of getting that vibe from them that, you know, they need to sort of boost themselves up a wee bit. Um, but I, I've gone for, as I say, the Everton win. Um, Manchester City versus Bournemouth. Honestly, Bournemouth can score goals. Man City's defence can't be breached. But I just don't think that Bournemouth strike force as such will breach the Man City's defence because I don't think they'll be that how do you say it? I don't think they'll be that kind of forward thinking going against Man City. I think they'll try and hit on the break. Not a Man City will just pick a pick apart and that so I think this one will be it could be one of those ones where it could be a convincing two 0 or it could be one of those ones where Man City just blitz, blitz, you know, they just blitz them and they win about five or six. It's one of those games. But again, I went for a Manchester City win. Sheffield United against Wolves. If I'm honest, this is a game that both teams need to win, but more so Sheffield United because again, like, uh, like Burnley, they need to sort of get their get wins on the board, and that they haven't won a match yet this season in the Premier League. And the need, if they want to survive this league, they need to start winning. It's not about performances. If they play well and they get beat, that doesn't, it's, do you know what I mean? The manager might be happy with the performance level, but it's the results. It's a results game. So with Wolves, the way they've been playing recently and stuff, you know, holding Newcastle up to a 2-2 draw over the weekend. And that, being away, being away at Sheffield United as well too, I think Wolves have enough to do it. And obviously the Sheffield United fans will get behind their team, but I do believe Wolves will have enough in the tank to pull the three points. And I've gone for a Wolverhampton Wanderers away win. Then we come to Newcastle versus Arsenal. Now this one is a really tough game to call because you've got Jay Suicide injured, and that is for Arsenal, which is going to be a blow for them. Yes, Eddie and Kedia scored a hat-trick for them against Sheffield United and had a good game as well 
and that he could have actually scored four, but he gave the ball to uh, Vieira to score a penalty with, and that. Um, but I think this one is going to be a lot tighter than, than that game. It's at St James's Park. Newcastle have got a good bit of form. Callum Wilson is hitting form as well this season too, and that where he scored again over the, the weekend. And this one, because it's so tight, it's too tight to call. Now you'd think Arsenal being, you know, sort of sitting second in the Premier League, you would think, you know, okay, they might do it. But Newcastle, Newcastle will score goals. But I also think Arsenal would have enough in the tank to score goals themselves. But I just think this match is too tight to call, so I went for a draw. Nottingham Forest versus Aston Villa. Now this match. I honestly feel this match is going to be a lot closer than what people think because of Aston Villa's form at the minute. Aston Villa's form at the minute now at home is great, and that, but the kind of depending on who they're playing against can be a wee bit leakyish at the back, and that or a mistake could happen and things like that. I mean they did concede against the against Luton there, you know as well in that game, you know sort of thing. And it was a bit of a sloppy error type of thing. So if they're, you know. If that creeps into their game a bit, especially when they're away from home against a team like Forest who are fighting to try and get as many points on the board as they can. And that I think this one will be a lot closer. I think Villa would have enough to do it. I really do. But I just think Forest with the fans behind them will cheer them on. And I think this match will end up being a draw. Luton Town versus Liverpool. So Liverpool away from home. Liverpool have been one of the form teams in the Premier League. Yes, they got beat by Spurs again. I don't want to go too much into that. It shouldn't have happened. But I feel that Liverpool should have enough in the tank. Yes, they're playing in the League Cup this week as well, as some of the other teams that, um, that I've mentioned so far are doing as well. But Luton Town, as I say, Away from home, you would expect Liverpool to walk away with the three points here. Anything anything less than three points would be disappointing for Liverpool. And that um, Luton Town obviously came up from the Championship and that from last season and that into the Premier League for this season and that. And as I say, they have been shipping in goals. And that and Liverpool's front three, no matter who it can be, you know, you've got Nunes, you've got Gakpo on the bench. You've got Salah, you know, you've got Diaz, who could still be out, but you've got Jota. You've got a good, solid formation there going up front for Liverpool with Sabaslai in the middle with McAllister. And that type of a sort of 5-6 attack, I think will sweep Luton aside. I really do. And that, it, if Liverpool score early, I think it could be it could be a score that Liverpool could basically just add up and add up. And that's the type of game that you would like to get your goals in. And that, you know, in case like if it came to goal difference for winning the Champions, you know, in the Premier League and things like that. So again, I do feel it's, this could be an easy three points for Liverpool, but I don't want to be disrespectful to Luton Town. So again, this should be a Liverpool three points and a Liverpool away win. Now Spurs versus Chelsea, which is the Monday night football match for next weekend. Spurs, obviously, we know they're they're in form. They haven't been beaten this season in the Premier League. 
Chelsea, their form has kind of been a hit and miss. You know, they had a good result. You know, it's a, had somewhat of a good result against Arsenal. They could have won the game, but finished a draw. You know, but then getting beat by Brentford at the weekend at home. You know, could, would dent their confidence a bit. Um, but it wasn't. You know, Chelsea didn't play badly against Brentford. It was just the fact that Chelsea were throwing everything at Brentford towards the end to try and get a, a goal, you know, the equalised type of thing. Threw everything forward, including the keeper. Brentford got a breakaway goal and scored from it. And that's how they won. They ended up winning 2-0. But this game, Spurs at home against Chelsea. Um, you would think Spurs should have enough to win the match, which they probably will, if I'm honest, because Chelsea, as I say, at the minute, you know, haven't been great. Pochettino back at, back at you know, at Spurs as well. Oh, I'm nearly going to say White Hartley in there, but it's not White Hartley in anymore. Um, so this one, I think, I do feel Spurs will win it, but I just have that sneaky feeling that this is one of those games that could go on for quite a while where Chelsea don't want to lose the match. Now, they'll not sit back and defend because they will come out because they know that they'll have to come out. But it's coming out at the right times against that Spurs, against the Spurs attack. You know, you've got Madison now who's playing very, very well and in form this season for Spurs. And that where he was sort of, he was, he was in and out of consistency with Leicester towards the end of last season and that, do you know what I mean? But he was still playing well. But this season for Spurs, he's really come on leaps and bounds coming up, you know, under the new manager and that, and he seems to be settling in very, very well with his first team. And then obviously, obviously Son as well, starting to play a bit better now too. You know, he's been playing well this season. You know, the, the whole team have kind of like, they've kind of gelled without having, you know, the focal point of Harry Kane in their team anymore, you know, with him going to Bayern Munich. And, and he's having a really good season with Bayern Munich as well as, uh, at present. Um, but yeah, but I honestly do believe that this game will end in a draw. And that. But those are my predictions for the weekends. Let me know your thoughts on the predictions. Do you agree with some of them predictions? What are your own thoughts on the predictions? I will leave the my email address at the bottom and stuff of the description once this goes out on Spotify and on Amazon. Um, so going into a bit of wrestling talk, so just to want to know, just want to let you guys know. So obviously OTT, as most people know, is over the top wrestling. Had three shows over the weekend. There Friday they were in Wolves, Saturday they were in Dublin, and they were on Sunday they were in Belfast. They also done a fourth show in Wexford, but that was not recorded, and that which was for the Spiegel Tent event that they host down in Wexford. And over the bank holiday weekend in October. Um, so now I haven't got the results or nothing for them because I don't want to spoil the results on here for anybody. But I do want to say to those who haven't checked it out yet, the Wolves show is now on OTT On Demand. And if you're not subscribed to OTT On Demand, you can do for as little as eight euro a month. And that or you can also subscribe to them for a yearly subscription as well, which probably would work out slightly cheaper, I think, as well, too. But just check on that as well. And I say, if you go to OTT, either on Facebook 
or on X Twitter type thing or Instagram, they probably have will have a link to to the to the page for on demand, and you can subscribe to their service for getting the wolves the wolves card up and watchable, and that which is available on Apple on Android as well. And the Dublin shows and Belfast shows will be up, I would imagine, this week as well. And that because they will be edited pretty quickly by the, the, the great Matthew, who we know in the Irish scene, for, especially for OTT, is very quick at being able to get the shows up on the demand service pretty quickly. So watch the space. Those shows probably will be available by the time this episode comes out on Thursday. If, if not, They'll still be out pretty, you know, pretty sharpish anyway. Um, so while on the subject of obviously we've still got, you know, we've got the Irish scene. So the first ever NXG Junior Heavyweight Championship was crowned at NXG show on Sunday. So we had the professional John McCann against the Canary Kid, and that two young superstars and that you know the canary you know both of them started young and that in the, in the business and to be fair from what i gather the masculine went either way but only one could win it and it was the professional john mccann who walked out the inaugural nxg junior heavyweight champion and also folks this weekend so I think it's Saturday is the WWE Crown Jewel where, we'll, where we will have Roman Reigns. He will be defending the undisputed WWE Universal Championship against L.A. Knight. Yeah. That will be an intriguing match. Do we think that L.A. Knight could pull it off? There is always a possibility. But... I can't see Roman Reigns losing it to LA Knight and that now the, the, the best way for this match to finish for me to not make LA Knight look bad or in, in any way is for LA Knight to win the match but by disqualification and Roman Reigns keeps the belt because he'll be trying to hold on to that belt probably until at least WrestleMania and defend it against someone and then they'll probably take it off from there. It's going to be something like that. Because I don't know, I honestly don't know how long the WWE are planning on keeping the belt on Roman Reigns. Don't get me wrong, he has carried the company for over this period of time that he's been champion. But sometimes I feel it needs to have a new champion. And uh, now, saying that, we do have Seth freaking Rollins defending the WWE World Heavyweight Championship against Drew McIntyre at Crown Jewel. Now that one, that one's going to be a hell of a match as well. And I do believe that Drew McIntyre will walk out as the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I really do. If he doesn't, I'll be very surprised if he doesn't. Because they've been building Drew back up again, type of thing to, you know, be in, in the mould of, a big champion. He should have had the moment when he beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, but obviously COVID affected it all. 
and they won the championship but in front of no one in front of like empty seats he had the chance to beat Roman Reigns at Clash of the Castle and was and was cost that championship by the bloodline when Solo Sokoa made a shocking appearance and cost him by pulling the referee out after Drew McIntyre had laid Roman Reigns out with a Claymore kick in front of 60,000 people. That was the moment, that was his moment where he was going to walk out the new WWE Undisputed Universal Champion. But again, as I say, it was taken away from him. And then, as I say, he'd been dropped down the card a bit. He did have a belter of a match at SummerSlam and at, um, with Sheamus and Walter and that that, uh, that that same year. But as I say, again, you know, we hadn't seen him for a while after that until he returned at Money in the Bank this year where he laid down a challenge for Gunther, a challenge for the Intercontinental Championship, and it was a banger of a match at SummerSlam. But unfortunately, he couldn't dethrone the Ring General at SummerSlam. But I have this feeling that he will walk out as the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And as I say, if you want to check out the card, folks, I'm not sure of the full card for, for the Crown Jewel event, but I'm sure it'll be available on WWE.com. If you check out, as I say, their, their socials, I'm sure it will be available there as well. And also, folks, as I say, this is going to be a wee bit of a shorter of an episode compared to usual. As I say, normally I would, well, it's coming up to half, half, half an hour gone. Normally I would do it about 40 minutes or so on that. But this is going to be a wee bit of a shorter one, I would think. So, with that in mind, I will be announcing that, so obviously, the Irish wrestling promotions are having some 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 shows coming up over the next sort of few weeks, going into December and early January. So, I want to start off with RCW show in December. The tickets are on sale for that show. The date is the 8th of December. So get your tickets. The ship, as far as I know, I think they're on sale now, or if not now, they'll be on sale tomorrow. But I say get your tickets and there. Check out RCW um their their page on on Facebook, on their social for social media, and that and there should be a link available to purchase your tickets. Um Hard Knocks Pro Wrestling on the twenty sixth of November. Tickets are on sale now as well, and that for for that event. Uh, Titanic Wrestling are holding two shows in November, which is one's the 25th and 26th of November. One's in, I think it's either, it's either Ballymine or Ballymine. And that, um, the second one is at the Conswater Community Centre in Belfast. Tickets are on sale and available now, and as far as I know, they're available on Eventbrite. Also, one that I haven't wrote down in the wee book to advertise such is Fight Factory. Now, Fight Factory are running two different shows one is this month coming and then one will be for december it's a two show event where they're going to crown a contender for the irish junior heavyweight champion so we know cbl from the last show had 
won the match to become the new Irish Junior Heavyweight Champion. But we also knew that LJ Cleary was also going to be the number one contender. But as he's on unavailable, as things stand, as he is elsewhere right now, they're going to crown another contender for the championship. And that would be, then they would face CBL for that championship. And also we have OTT who announced the show in Belfast for the 17th of December. Now I did check their schedule as well. They also have a show available on the 16th of December, unless things have changed, which is in Dublin as well. So tickets should be made available for that. If they're not all if they're not already made available but they should be made available very soon so folks if you're interested in those shows check out their social media check out between eventbrite and universe and ticketmaster they should be available on on one of those outlets as well if you search for the show if you search for the show and you can't find it just keep keep checking as i say their social medias and that and they should be available also, NLW tickets available for their December and January shows as well. Again, if you check out between Eventbrite and Universe, things like that, they should be available. Or check out the NLW page, they should have a link available as well to for their, for their tickets as well. Um, so I know NLW, with being in the NACE, uh, let's say it's a mode theatre. So if it's the same place that they're going to be doing it, that's where you can also go to, to purchase tickets. So if you go to the mode theatres, um, possible Facebook page or as I said if you just search Mo Theatre and um, in this and you should be able to find the website there with the tickets available on sale select your seat and you will be in for a hell of a show because most of their shows usually do sell out as well or, or at least they're close to sell outs and then we also have the NXG show as well for the 16th of December and that which is in at the NX, NXG dojo as well tickets are available on a, from Eventbrite as well so folks that does conclude this episode of the, the golden nugget and I have been gold and as I say from from today I will be including my email address at the bottom of the description of each of this podcast and each and every podcast going forward so if anyone wants to get in contact with me about discussing any of the subjects that I would be bringing up type of thing or if they had any questions that, that they would like to ask me as well which I can answer on the pod on the next episode of the podcast let me know on the email which will be at the bottom of this description and for those who want to know it as well, it is R for Romeo, K for Kilo, O for Oscar, 1984 at hotmail.co.uk. And obviously, if you check out my, my social media, as I say, Facebook, Rob Gold, X, again, it's Robert the Great with two eights. Instagram, as I say, it's either going to be, might be my own name, which is Robert Orr on there. Or as I say, if you search for the Golden One page on Facebook with the RG symbol with the triangle, you will find that page available on Facebook. That is where I will be sharing 
these, as I say, these podcast streams as such, once they become available on Spotify, on Amazon, they will be shared on the Rob Gold page and also my own personal page as well to try and get some people to sort of come over to that as well and that if they feel that they want to, to join the page and things like that. And as, as people know, I also do have a little bit of a live that I would do as well. So on my Facebook page of Rob Gold, and that I do a live once at least maybe every two to three weeks where I give people updates and things like that of what's happening with myself, where have I been, um, you know, sort of traveling to for shows and things like that, who have I been meeting up with for shows and things like that, and wee bits of goings on within the wrestling field and things like that. And sometimes for fun, I would even throw in a wee promo as well. So, um, but as I say, that does conclude yeah, this episode for this evening. I have been your host, Rob Gold. And if there's one thing that you don't already do that I would like you to do, that is to acknowledge me. Take care. God bless. Ooh, ooh, ooh.